Welcome back to Range Anxiety. It's the uh, midweek session, and that was 10 years cashmere. The king, the king has returned. Now, isn't that funny? Because once more, I'm playing chauffeur boy, like the guy in Ronan, you know what I mean? Oh, and I'm about to have a collision. Because right next to me, I've got the guy that I always spend time chauffeuring around. What's his name? It's... Let's pick up my car. Let's pick up my car. Now, we're going to have to speak up a little bit today because... Um, yes, boss because my microphone's a bit shit because, you know, I work hard, I don't make much money and I can't afford all that good shit. So what we're going to talk about today is you were talking to me earlier about let's talk about old school V8s, right? You know I'm not much into them, but I do know a little bit about them. Cubic inches. So why are you into them, John? I just love the sound and the instant torque, especially at big NA V8. There's nothing like it. You just stand on it. Noise, fumes. Is that there was something obviously speed that happened to you in your piles on in your early life, wasn't there? That sort of made this because people went different ways. Some people went in back in our era. Some people went for rotors. You know, there were a bunch of people into the mini stuff. There were a bunch of people into um, well, actually, yeah, the rest of them were into V8s. Well, I just love the, the the two exhaust pipe sticking out yeah. the back, just the burble of the V8, yep. the HQ back bumper bar there, just the yeah, no. Monaros and Very Taranas cool. and GT Falcons. So if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one out of the current muscle car collection, you only can only get have one, you can't have 62. HQ Monaro Coupe. Black? No. No? No, but which one out of what you have? Oh, well, you can't just have one, you have to have, a, you have, to have three and have a combination. Is that because they're all not running all the time? Yeah, well, it's because you need different flavours. Okay, so that's cool. So we've come with this with you before, how you went through, you know, oh, you're still in your V8 phase, that'll never go away, and you went through your, your GDR Japanese JDM phase, and that'll never go away. But I lost contact with you, sort of, not really, but for a few years, though, and I think that year would have been 2015, you rocked up down at where I was working, and I reckon the first time I saw you, you had a, a Model X. S? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 15 would have been my first S. And what was it? What Model S was it? Was uh, it, it was an 85. So an 85 is rear wheel drive. Yeah. Barely gutless in today's scheme of things. Oh, yeah, but I mean. Yeah, it was it was good back then. So what made you buy that? <clears throat> there was a, there was some reason. I forget what it was. It's just a, a smooth commuter. While I was always having V8s and turbos and all the performance cars, I always had something like... Uh, an E63 AMG yeah, yeah. or a BMW, yeah. you know, like a, a 550i, or I always had yeah. some sort of nice modern European sedan. Usually, Mercs and BMWs. I sort of jumped in between a few different ones. But what made you buy that? Because you just rocked up out of the blue with it. Well, I just wanted. I always had something in that sort of four-door, comfortable saloon car segment that yeah. was just a default daily when I wasn't driving one of the fast cars. Yeah, and just something that you just drive when you're not thinking about driving and I was interested and I had a couple of guys at the time that were just putting their hands up and just buying them sight yeah. unseen and I, I didn't know anything about Tesla at all and I thought wow what a um, what an amazing company so I was in Sydney back in 2000 I was about to ask how did you okay, actually so do it I was it? in Sydney I was over there for an RV convention it was early 15 yeah and um, a couple of mates had talked to me about Tesla's that they were thinking of ordering a one I actually had ordered one without even seeing one and I thought, well, this is interesting. So I scheduled in um, 
for a test drive. It was about like a one, two o'clock afternoon <coughs> test drive. In Sydney? In Sydney, because it was yep. the only place I could actually see one. So I'd never seen one, I'd never actually seen one in the flesh. And I scheduled in for a test drive. And then of course, being an RV convention, you know, back in those days I was, um, uh, is it on the wagon, off the wagon? Which you is, were having a damn good time. I was, I was enjoying my whiskey back in those days. So I had a, a pretty big night, obviously the night before, and I was a little bit under the weather that afternoon. Really? And it was a bit of a cloudy day, and I was feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty rank. And then, <laughs> even getting even getting past lunchtime, I still I still wasn't feeling that good. Anyway, I went in there, saw this amazing looking saloon car. Yeah. Four door color, and I thought, oh, that one was red, I think, which is not yeah. my favourite color on cars. But I just remember thinking, wow, it looks like a mismatch between a, a Maserati and a, and a Jaguar and an Aston Martin. All sort of, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just, I just like the look of it. Anyway, still feeling pretty seedy. Popped in the thing, started driving it. The sun came out, the birds started singing. My hangover disappeared, and I thought, shit, I'm going to buy one of these. <laughs> and I ordered one right there and then. Weren't they like? Now, where I really money. stuffed up was instead of investing 150 grand into a Tesla car. I should have bought 150 grand worth of Tesla shares <laughs> yeah. because we now have yeah. we, you know, yeah, oh, would be if we could anyway, be, but we could have, should have. But that was a, a shitload of money back then, wasn't it? For but E63 AMG M5s, they were all in that sort of high ones, getting up into the twos. It was around the money. It yeah. was. It was actually when you compare it and you looked at what it did, the fact that it had the hatch, because obviously that's a bit more practical. I find than yeah. the S compared to the Model Three. With the, the the way it's configured, you can put the seat down, the back seats down. They're almost not completely flat, but you can put huge amount of stuff in there. You got the boot in the front. I, I just liked it for my saloon car segment. It wasn't a replacement for my performance cars. It was just an extra default daily. Um, it was a sixty five, wasn't it? D. Uh, no, no. I went straight for a P eighty five D. Right. Okay. The what happened was I it was April two uh, April two thousand fifteen. I had the test drive, it cured my hangover, paid a deposit, ordered it on the spot. I knew I wouldn't get it until very late 15, so I ordered a blue P85D, cream right. interior. It was right. basically the highest spec one that I could order at the time, the dual motor. Right. So I got back to Adelaide, got on with my business, and thought, wow, I've got to wait till the end of the year for one of these. I'm going to have a look at car sales, and bang, there was a, a dark blue 2014 model, secondhand in Melbourne, had zap zap on the number plate. And that's where ah, yes, from. yes, yes. And I thought, you know what? It's only the base one. Like it was an eighty-five, so it was a single axle, but it was dark blue, cream interior. Yeah. Rang the guy in Victoria and said, "What's up? Send it my way." Bang. Bought a second hand one. Right. And I got that by probably June. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of months after I test drove one, within six weeks I had one. Right. And and I I knew that wasn't the high spec one, but I just put it in my name. It had zap zap Victoria. Had to hand that plate back in. I thought that's a cool number. Yeah. Registered Zap Zap in Adelaide, and that's where Zap Zap came from. Right. And obviously, just enjoyed starting to drive that one around. A number of people interested. Friends going, wow. I'm thinking of buying one of these. Can I drive your one? No worries. The one friend just said, I'm thinking of buying one of these. Can I have that one? I'm like, why not? There you go. Off you go. Sit on car sales. Oh, dang. Um, I bought three or four in that six months. I just bought them second hand. Why? Why were people getting rid of them? You think? Oh, different. You know reasons people yep. do deals but so I wasn't obviously a Tesla dealer but yep. I was getting starting I was getting to the point where I actually got in trouble with them because I was buying and selling them yeah it wasn't really profit I mean I might have picked up a few grand here and there but it was more about just the fun of the car and again 
just in that segment because I yeah. like to be diverse with my yeah. range of cars and you know, variety. Why did Tesla say something to you at the time? Yeah, or? they weren't that. They were just saying, look, you know, you can't buying or sell a car. I said, I'm, I'm doing it as an enthusiast. I'm helping promote the cars here in South Australia. You do not have a dealer. Here. You were actually What's selling the more of them than they did, well, like in terms of people raising interest and buying new ones from it was them. it was an interesting thing but remember dealer uh tesla are, are anti the dealer model yes so where i'm an rv dealer and an american truck dealer i'm a middleman where i buy product put it there and sell it yeah. and that's what that's the, the traditional model but of course now that's all the early stages of tesla has set up a, a new thing now which is going to obviously follow on oh yeah and it's going to change the way we all look at buy order cars eventually i think yeah, okay, well, you, you, because you own so many different types of car, one can not say that you don't like variety, John, I'll give you that. Um, you see a lot of people talking about these things, the, or Tesla cars, having really terrible shit quality. Now, you've owned how many in total, even if you include... The Plaid that's ordered will be 14. Okay, right, so... So this one was my 12th, and you've taken this one over. Yeah, but then there was the 13th, which was the... The other... Blue one. Tesla, the yeah. blue one. Yeah. Okay. So fair enough. All of that. How many actual problems have you have you have you had? Uh, Be I've honest. Had a, I've had a um, accelerator pedal broke once. Don't, yeah, so couldn't imagine why. You're smashing it through they, the floor. They yeah. just replaced it instantly the next day, and that was no questions asked. No, not really. I haven't had. I really have had zero issues. Haven't really had any problems with them. Yeah. No. No. I don't think you have. What about when you had? You have had X's. How many X's have you had? Uh, well, I had the very first X in Adelaide, a blue, and then I had a white per one after that. Because remember, in the mid mids of this, about five years ago, I started an electric car limousine service. Right. So it was a zero emissions with a partner that we were doing. Um, we've got a lot of promises about what, you know, certain departments <laughs> would would do for us and wouldn't do for us. And anyway. Long and they long, did nothing for you. No, it just, you know, it is what it is. We tried something. Um, the public weren't prepared to pay $80 for a ride. They can get a $40 Uber. And why would they pay extra for zero emissions? So exactly. it just wasn't viable. So... We got out of that, but we did have the X ordered. So we had two X's. I did the first one ordered with a tow bar, which caravan camping service actually did a... I've um, seen that towing around on the internet. That, yeah, that's been a, recycled. Yeah, we, did a, we did an article uh, caravan camping sales with a, a caravan, a Coromel caravan, and we were doing that because it was... Cool, it could, yeah, yeah. It could tow 2,100 kilograms mm. legitimately, oh, but really? obviously the range, yeah, you know, is, is not quite where it needs to be. But um, did, you actually, did you actually do any of the so towing the, in that story? Oh, we just went around the block a few times and we weren't, you know, we, 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 we weren't actively using it to go away when we were just doing it more of a display. We had it on display at one of the caravan camping shows and had the doors up and doing the dance and all that thing. And yep. It was just a bit of a, a curiosity and it was an interesting yep. thing. The X is, is, I believe, if they could have produced an X with the normal opening doors like the Y, but in the X size yep, yep. with a seven seat for Australia, I think that would be an amazing thing. Why don't you like the doors? One. They're just a pain waiting for them. Okay. They're yeah. just slow. Okay. They're cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I do have friends that drive them and use them as dailies and family cars, but they've obviously got more time to pick up the kids than I have. Yeah, them. okay. Well, so, you know, you, you got to put them up deals. and you got to wait. And, yeah. Cool novelty, but yeah. Not, yeah. not as practical, I think. So, would you go out there now? Because I know you've got, like, most heavy hitters in Adelaide, including me. Uh, everyone's got a plat on order on the hope that they come and that's fine would you go out what would stop you from going out and buying a BMW or Mercedes or Porsche electric car interesting well, question wasn't, well if I wasn't 
Well, I, I don't like, I didn't like the Porsche. I just, I've drove the, the Taycan. And oh, have you? It just didn't connect with me. I just, just didn't like the seating position and the big B pillar and the feel. And I just, you know, look, I, I, I love the look of Porsche 911s, but I just, every time I've gone to buy one, I just thought. You've never been a Porsche man, though, well, actually. I like the look of them, but every time I've driven one, I've just like, just not enough torque. I just want, I like more torque. They're just not yeah. fast enough. I know they are. I mean, the Taycan's not race. slow. I don't know. Just, I just hopped back in the Tesla and went, nah, I'm Tesla man. I just like the feel of it. It's easy to drive. I like just that uh, price too. I just like my Tesla. Okay, well, oh, that's well, pretty no, cool. Right so, so what's gonna what's gonna happen? Like, okay, you're obviously fairly good at seeing the future. Back then, and we only was it interested you. I'm not saying that you're Nostradamus or anything, but one <clears throat> forward ten years now. So it's it's 2022. Let's go to 2032. What's the motoring landscape? What, what are the big changes? that you see coming and it's not just electric cars i'm just talking about the whole thing in general what big changes do you see coming that it, it that other people may not have thought about yet ah oh, well that's a big question but it is i think luxury is is a big thing i mean the tesla is beautiful and it is a great car but you know i, I one of the cars i sold a few years ago that i shouldn't have was a, a mercedes s class coupe an s560 but oh yes green interior gorgeous car i mean if that was an ev oh <laughs> Mate, I'd take that over a Tesla just because it's such a gorgeous car. The other yeah. thing that really surprises me is how nice to drive and practical for a family is something like a Volvo XC90. So you do like your Volvos too, don't you? For a family car, I mean, you can, they've come out with a new recharge model. Yes, um, I've seen that. Which is which is pretty good tech. I mean, they did yeah. have one that, that Volvo actually lent us one a couple of years ago when we were doing the electric car business, which was the, the, the luxury one, which is only a four-seater. But just the interior and the ergonomics and the way they're designed, yes, they're just they're a really really nice package. So eventually, when these sort of cars, like Mercedes S Class, Volvo XC90, that sort of luxury, can be purchased as an as a full EV with the torque, yeah, that, that's when that's when it's going to be interesting when there's more of a, an equalizer there and people have got more choices. Tesla has done its job. Yeah, that's by right. then. Tesla will just be one of the EV cars out yes, there, not the only one, and it's it's done what it set out to do. It's changed the landscape. It's brought it all forward by years, years because the other guys maybe. had no pressure to yeah. to move. There was nothing. EVs. There was no reason. There was no reason. But then they got a wake up call. I mean, look what's happened in Europe. So what's going to happen to V8? Then? Interesting look, question. Look, that guys like me are always going to want to have a V8 or two in the shed because they're just cool. Yeah, it, they're just there's just nothing like it. You hop in it, yeah, up, up the road, just the sound, the look. It's just. Well, what about the new C63? It's a four-cylinder hybrid. Are you gonna? Would, would you? Would you actually even consider no. that? I don't no, know. I, I, I mean, personally, it's just. I'm, maybe I'm just a bit old school, and it's probably a bit chauvinist. But I don't believe an AMG badge should be on something that doesn't have a V8 in it because yeah. the whole thing is it's about the V8. I mean, yeah. The, 6.2 I mean what an engine that was I mean the 5.5 twin turbo is brilliant but that's great oh that 6.2 engine that the, the D63s and that 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 era and that engine and yeah well I got one remember oh. you gotta you gotta put 200 bucks a week of fuel in it yeah, even if you're looking at it yeah well I mean you've got that obviously in your C but I, I just found the C's always a bit smaller they I are. Like, it's like C's and three car three class bandos three series I like yeah. the, the next one up you know I like yeah the, and that's where the interest in the Tesla came from because I've always liked the E-Class um, I've always liked um, the five series, and it's that sort of mid, mid, mid-sized four-door car. So you do like strange things, and one would say that 
when it comes to supercars, I've never seen you own a Ferrari. I've never seen you own a Lamborghini. I've never seen you own a Porsche. But I've seen you own several McLarens. Oh, two. Well, that's two more than most people will probably ever own. Two's not several. Two's a couple. Okay, well, it's about a, it's a, well, everything goes in twos. It's like Noah's Ark of cars, isn't it, down there? But why McLarens? I don't get that. Well, they're fast, right? They're, they're light. The engineering, the the carbon tub design is yeah. just so forward thinking. Um, 12C was a bit raw, but the 650, which I've had for what five years, yeah, six years coming up, it's yeah. amazing, just amazing car. I drove my 650 the other day after not driving it for a couple of months and driving around in the 720. So, do you see and, the 720? And, and I, I thought, wow, what a yeah. beautiful car! And if I had to I'd probably stick with the 650. I just think the 650 is a sweet spot. Obviously, the 720 is faster. It's crazier looking. Um, I haven't, I haven't tracked the 720 yet. So no. I'm really looking forward to doing that, which we've got a track day this Friday, which so, is the GT circuit, the 7.7k okay, circuit. The so I'm really looking forward to that because that's just such an amazing track. You literally get lost on there, and you can't remember which way you got to turn. That should allow you to cook the living shit out of everything um but how do you in what way do you think a 720 complements having a 650 it's just a totally it's just a different car it's just very different actually and i haven't driven them back to back on the track but on the road it's you know, there's just something about 650 everyone has a particular model yeah of car and it doesn't newer isn't always better everyone has a particular model they just go this just clicks with just love it. My brother loves his Audi A8. He hops in it and he says it feels like home. He just feels comfortable in it. It's just him. Yeah, for sure. For me, I like my 650. I, I love my Tesla S and my 600 cubic inch, normally aspirated, 1100 horsepower HQ Monaro. It's just the business. It's just and most of all, you that. missed one. You missed one. Most oh, of all? Well, obviously, if I want to go super fast and destroy anything, then it's, it's got to be my Nissan GTR. They just—if you want to go fast, you can't go fast. This GTR, they're just you, insane. You're sort of not worried about with GDRs, right? I mean, a great car and everything we know. We've all owned several of them, um, including Uta, the first one that was ever impounded in this state. Um, <laughs> we've yeah, covered thanks that. For that no, no, we've covered that. You were telling us about it last Epicast, but doesn't the culture of the GDR now? No, I'll go straight ahead through the roundabout. Okay. Doesn't the culture of the GDR now, where you know? A lot of younger guys own them, and they're not modifying them that well. You, you know, some do, some don't. But there's a lot of stuff from Wish and eBay going on them, and that doesn't dilute it. The, the I mean, it's a scary car to start modifying if you haven't got a, a, a decent checkbook there, because oh yeah, just, as soon as you start going down that slippery slope, it, it's the stock car. Yeah. As soon as you start holding it up, where do you? You know, you, you can't cut corners with this and GDRs. There's no half to, doing anything, no. otherwise the poor man always pays twice. That's yep. a or three times or yep. four times. Yeah. In the case of a GDR, and yeah, you've, you you well, you never learned that one, but you never made that mistake. But you've seen it happen around you. Um, it's better off not having one than it is to half do one. Oh, there's a lot of. Oh, I know. That. that was that wasn't a speed camera. That was like an that's like an emissions or a noise measuring device. Something new. Something new we saw. It looked like we were at a bloody concert, didn't glad it? Glad my Nissan GTR didn't cruise past that. Well, exactly right. Glad we're in a Telstra, but you can't hear the bloody thing. But okay, so that, that kind of summarises where you are with cars. Um, if you have to add one more to the stable right now, if you had to, let's just say, 
you know, I did something great and said, here, John, you had a budget of half a million dollars. I gave you half a million dollars, said, John, buy a car that's gonna complement what you have and you'll actually get real enjoyment out of it. Not necessarily just on the track. What would it be? What would you buy right now for half a million? What segment is it supposed to fit in? Any segment that you find that you need a car to fit into. It could be a bloody Urus. Like, uh, look, I mean, I haven't got one in my stable. My brother has, but I haven't got a V10, so I think it would probably have uh, to be a V10. It'd probably be a LP610. Okay. I, I really like the look of the new Evo, but I, I just I just like the, the Lambo. It'd be a, be a metallic blue Lambo, slap some turbs on it. I was going to say, you know they are the slowest supercar you can buy now. Yeah, it's just the look, the sound. I mean, I've driven the Aventadors around and they're cool as with the V12 and that's always going to be a super cool car. But I think for me, if I was going to add another one, yeah, and I don't need to, and no. I'm happy with the collection, but yeah, probably yeah. that would be just, the one. Just to add more variety because it's not an engine configuration that I've got. I've, I've had the older model V10 in a manual, which is a beautiful car. A mate now here owns that in Adelaide. Yeah, and that's still a very pretty car and a cool car. But yeah, probably go with a, probably go with a Hurricane twin, yeah, okay. twin turbo without going crazy. You'd have to turbo. It simply would not yeah, be fast oh, enough for you. It has to be turbo. I just like the sound. Yeah, and it's sort of it's a bit like it's an accepted mod. It's like putting a mid pipe on a GDR on a yeah. thirty five. You have to put turbos on these things, otherwise it's just not, yeah. just not cricket. Okay, so just before we go, so we've only got about a minute and a half, two minutes left here. What's the biggest? mistake you've ever made buying a car you'll have to think about that because i've never seen never you be made a mistake buying a car i've made a mistake selling a car like for example the 2017 hsv gtsr oh yeah I light remember my that. fire oh, oh light my fire gold manual 800 kilometers on it that's oh. right you gave it away didn't you sold it yeah the guy I sold it to rang me back only a couple of months ago so oh really you know i'm thinking of selling it double what so I paid you for it. He was just giving me shit. <laughs> I was just like, oh, cut me deep. He said, I normally don't sell cars and had a Z01 Camaro at the time. And I thought, oh, I'll keep the Camaro, sell the HSV. Because I preferred to drive the Camaro to the HSV. Yeah, I just yeah. like the feel and the look. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I shouldn't have let that go. So that, that's that's the one that got away. I don't think I've sold really a car since. Oh, so I, I, I think, everything yeah, since then because I felt burnt by letting that one go. So. But surely over all of these years, I mean, that was only a few years ago. That was like a 17 model. I remember you, you rocked up the first day you bought it. You rocked up to the Clipsa or Adelaide Motorsport Festival when we were there. Uh, no, it was a Clipsa. I bought it that morning, dropped it off, parked it in the, in the, the uh, with the trade plate on the back out, the, out in the paddock. That's right. Back you at did the too. end of the day and it was covered in dust. It was... Uh, yeah. So the other one I sold, which I bought back. So back in ninety, early nineties, I had an HJ Holden Ute, always yeah. one of my favourites, and I had a drag Ute, the same colour, yes. and the tow Ute, and a two fifty three, then a three hundred eight, then a three fifty five stroker, and then a five hundred two. So five hundred two cubic inch, eight point three litre. We put nitrous oxide on that manual gearbox. We built, put that engine in it in nineteen ninety six, and then in early two thousands, I. I don't know why. No, I sold it. Yeah, okay, that's right. And then, and right. then years ago, it came up. Come and showed it to me on Gumtree. I'm like, oh, that's my old Ute. That wasn't it geared to it. do about 500 kilometres an hour or something. No, it was used to do 120 in first. Yeah, 160 like, in second. Yeah, it was the gearing was a bit crazy. It had two fives in it. But bought it back. Paint was a bit shabby. Tidied it up. Still sitting there. Got it there now. And so that was 
the speedboat. It, it was my 90s ute, yeah, it's painted speedboat blue now and it's just sitting there under a car cover and I occasionally take it out to a car cruise and it's just nice to have those memories and have somewhere to store them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I appreciate that, but I also really appreciate the different, the different, you know, I've been... Viva la difference and look, thank you very That's much it. for joining us today, John. We're over and out and thanks everyone for listening.